The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. But I did want to tell you about uh, more developments today in the shooting down of Ukrainian International Airlines Flight 752 with over 170 Canadians on board, six, or 170 passengers on board, 63 of them Canadian, a revised number of 13 from Edmonton. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau met uh, this morning privately with families of some of the Canadian victims in Toronto. It comes a day after revealing that intelligence suggests Iran is to blame and that an Iranian missile took down the plane. The Ukrainian president has joined Iran in calling for proof, saying a missile has not been ruled out, but as of today, it's not confirmed. But today, the U.S. government also said it was likely the flight was hit by an Iranian missile. Here is Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, we, we do believe that it's likely that that plane was shot down by an Iranian missile. Uh, we are, we're going to let... Uh, the investigation play out before we make a final determination. It's important that we get to the bottom of it. Uh, I've been on the phone. I was on the phone with President Zelensky. Uh, just before I came here, I was on the phone with my Canadian counterpart. Uh, they were working to get their resources on the ground to conduct that thorough investigation. We'll learn more about what happened to that aircraft. Uh, and when we get the results of that investigation, I am confident we, we and the world will take appropriate actions in response. Hey, let, 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 let me just... Have we allowed the NTSB to, uh, to work with the Iranians? Yeah, I was, I was just going to comment on that. The Treasury will issue waivers for anybody, whether it's Americans or others, that can help facilitate the investigation. So that is U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. I can tell you that the Transportation Safety Board of Canada saying it is still working out the extent the TSB investigators will participate in the crash, in crash investigation, but we have been told some visas have been issued. We're joined this afternoon by Mount Royal University political scientist Dr. Dwayne Bratt. Dwayne, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Good afternoon, Jalen. Uh, so Canada's response so far has been fairly measured, calm. Your thoughts on how it's been handled? I think they have to do that. Yeah. Um, I think Trudeau realized he needed to speak um, publicly yesterday when news broke that the plane, in fact, had been shot down. He did that, but he was very careful. He basically showed up with two messages. One is to confirm that multiple intelligence uh, sources, not just the United States, provided evidence uh, that it was shot down and to say they don't know if it was deliberate or accidental. Other than that, he didn't really want to talk. Um, Canadians um, want answers, particularly the, the victims' families and so, friends want answers, but I think they need to, to wait. Well, a speculation, I think speculation and, uh, and, and, and guesses at this point do no good whatsoever. No, no, they don't. And that's why um, there were people almost immediately saying it was it was shot down mm -hmm. simply because of the timing. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, refused to go down that road until I saw some mm -hmm. official confirmation. And now the question is, what can Canada do? Because we don't have a whole lot of leverage. We have no diplomatic relations um, with Iran. Um, we do. Um, we, we have few um, economic ties with Iran. Uh, we simply don't have security aspects. Yeah. So that moves to the you know international diplomatic using the alliances. 
that's problematic um, because there's a real rift in NATO uh, between the United States and everybody else. Yeah, and you just answered the question that I was going to ask you is, you know, what is Canada's response moving forward if accidental, if non-accidental? And as you outlined, there's there's not a whole lot of choices right there. I'm curious to know what you think. Or where do you think that this uh, the Canadian-Iran relationship goes from here? That embassy shut down uh, years back. Do you think we'll ever see it reopened? What does that look no, like? No, there was, there was some uh, discussion during the 2015 election yeah. campaign where Trudeau pledged to reopen um, the embassy in Iran. Uh, they ended up not doing so. There's a whole host of yeah. reasons behind that. But one of them is, is some of the legislation that the Harper government passed that uh, involving, uh, ironically, uh, victims of, of terrorist That's acts right. uh, and the compensation for that. So it, it's really difficult. The problem is we need to get consular people on the ground. We need to be able to identify and repatriate uh, the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is very difficult when you don't have people on the ground. Where, um, and the Iranians are absolutely denying uh, that the plane was, was shot down. They have withheld the uh, black box from the airplane. Um, there's been They have bulldozed the site, yes. the crash site. So we may not get a lot of these answers, which tells you that this is a a cover-up by the Iranians, in part, I think, because Iranian citizens were also killed yes. in the strike. Yeah, yeah, let's not forget that. The the Iran-Iraq relationship, Dwayne, um, you know, there that that's just a very convoluted mess as well. There were thousands of Iraqis protesting today wanting Iran and the U.S. out of Iraq. Can you give us an insight in just how much control Iran has in Iraq these days? Well, there's several things. One is Iraq and Iran fought an almost decade-long war in the, in the 1980s. And the United States intervened uh, on both sides throughout the, the conflict. Um, Iraq is majority Shia mm-hmm. uh, country, uh, but Saddam Hussein and the government was a Sunni government. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the religious schism in the Muslim world between the Iranian Shias and a lot of Iranian sympathizers living in Iraq. So it is problematic. The Iraqi parliament voted to expel the U.S. troops. Um, initially, Donald Trump said, well, no, we're not leaving unless you pay us for all of these things. And then there was a letter uh, an unsigned letter from the commander saying, okay, we're in preparations to leave. And then the Americans said, no, that's not a true letter, even though it was translated and delivered. <laughs> and the latest statement is um, the U.S. State Department has responded says, no, we're, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, is that a cooperation agreement with the Iraqi government or is that an occupation force? Mm. So many questions. Yeah, and and then you throw the Ukrainians in the midst of this. So Trump is facing uh, an impeachment trial involving uh, his conversations and threats to Ukraine and the Ukraine president. It was a Ukraine airliner that went down, um, just adding to the complexity of military clashes between Iran and the United States, the downing of the, the plane, 
and and Ukraine. I, I was surprised today that the Ukrainian president, um, as, as I mentioned in the intro, joined in, in Iran for, for calling for proof, saying that the missile has not been ruined out, ru- uh, ruled out, but as of today, it's not been confirmed. I, I was surprised that they might not be going with the intelligence that uh, the U.S. has. Well, and I don't think they have. have been given uh, that, okay. that, that sort of intelligence. Um, and so, I mean, the Ukraine has dealt with downed airliners in, uh, in the past as well so it's it's a very difficult situation uh, for all concerned um, but at the end of the day there are 63 Canadians yeah. killed 138 that were coming to Canada most of those I would imagine are either um, international students or family members who have yet to get Canadian citizenship so this is a devastating uh, blow to to Canada as a whole Edmonton in particular absolutely Dwayne before I let you go and I, I tried to deal with this yesterday on my show because there's a there, there are some listeners out there I said that I thought that so far in the past 48 hours that the Prime Minister has done a fairly good job in handling this. He has been measured, he's been calm, he's been given us the information that he can and of course I, I, I get the flack from it because, oh, how can you say that? This sort of stuff. Well, and well, then, what what do people expect him to do? Well, this is the text that just came in. It says he needs to grow a set of and send in fighter jets and clean house. Get a oh backbone. Oh my lord. So you tell, can you answer that for me? Because I tried to explain we, we, it completely yesterday. We simply don't have the firepower to do that do we want to the americans do do we want to tie ourselves Mm. to the united states uh on this uh i'm not so sure we have 850 canadian soldiers uh, in iraq some i believe have already been deployed back to kuwait because of this a military option from canada unilaterally is simply I, I just can't imagine. We don't have the ability of doing that. And I think at, at the end of the day, we also need to remember that right now, with no with no diplomatic ties uh, to to that country, our priority is getting uh, those bodies repatriated. It is finding out the information. And yeah. th- that has got to be a priority. It, it is. And, I mean, unfortunately, we're dealing with an authoritarian uh, dictatorship mm-hmm. um, that is, uh, in many respects, fomenting terror across the region. Yeah. That's the government that we're trying to deal with, but we can't ignore them because that's where our bodies are. At the same time, we don't have military capacity, and I'm not sure killing thousands or hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. uh, makes it better. Uh, one more question before I, before I let you go, Dwayne, and I sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Um, in that news conference yesterday, afternoon, a number of the reporters, or a couple of the reporters, um, asked about how much blame possibly should fall on the United States, um, because they're they're following the the chain of what happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, they, they, they stopped that chain at um, at, at Trump, but I'm, I'm taking the chain back to, to, to Suleimani, right? Yeah. Um, like, we, we forget about that. Trudeau refused to answer that question, which was really smart. It's easy for pundits like myself to speculate on on how much blame goes to the Iranians and how much Mm -hmm. blame goes to the shooting down of of Soleimani, Um, the vast majority of the blame 
is with Iran, mm-hmm. but I'm not holding Trump blameless here. And it's not just me. There are Americans, including in U.S. Congress, saying the same thing. But again, it's easy for me to say that. You do not want the Canadian Prime Minister no. making an opinion or even speculating, even if he said, you know, it's 98% Iran and 2% Trump, what would be the reaction of a very impulsive leader like Donald Trump? That's right. Dr. Dwayne Bratt joining us this afternoon. Dwayne, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. Thank you so much for for this. Okay, you're welcome. Take care. Uh, Dwayne Bratt from Mount Royal University in uh, Calgary.